You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a special thanks to our 2022 show sponsor, New American Funding. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is made possible thanks to them. Today's show is part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion series. You know, we're focusing on this because it's such an important part of, you know, where the world is going today and really to have, you know, everything out there reflect what our population looks like. So today I am happy to talk about and to have a guest on who's going to talk to us about revitalizing distressed commercial corridors and just the importance of DEI. So a warm welcome to Chantel Glenn, Program Associate with the Annie E. Casey Foundation, and they are the primary investor and advisor for the Pittsburgh Yards Redevelopment Project here in Atlanta. Welcome to the show, Chantel. Thank you, Carol. Your title is a mouthful. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and you know your background. Sure. And again, thank you for just making the space to even talk about diversity, Carol. Um, as you reference, it's just so very important um, in these times in particular. Um, so I'm from the the metro Atlanta area by way of Chicago, but I've been in Atlanta long enough to identify as a Georgia Peach. And I'm a proud alumna of a historically black college right here in Atlanta, Spelman College. And uh, my professional background of over 20 years has really been concentrated in community and economic development. And as you've mentioned, um, I currently work for the Casey Foundation and we're very focused on place-based work here in Atlanta in inclusive economic development. Inclusive is, is key in, you know, when we're talking about diversity. And um, I'm again, I'm presently working on a commercial redevelopment project on Atlanta's South Side, in which I oversee development and operations. Yeah, it's it's exciting, and um, you're impressive. You know, your resume and everything, and what you've done in the past. Uh, I was reading over that this morning before the show, and it's it's quite impressive. So kudos to you. Thank you. You know, for making your own way in the world and making your own space. Um, give us an overview of Pittsburgh Yards. Sure. You know, Pittsburgh Yards is an unprecedented opportunity to spur economic equity, job growth, and entrepreneurship for the residents in what's considered the city's neighborhood planning unit process. And we're in planning unit B here in Pittsburgh Yards and, and other Southwest Atlanta neighborhoods. It's the result of years of collaboration amongst residents and community stakeholders. And once complete, the hope is that Pittsburgh Yards will be a vibrant space where residents can work, create, shop, play, and inspire. And, you know, the visioning behind the project is to catalyze living wage employment, long-term career and entrepreneurship opportunities for local residents, including parents with young children and those in need of second chances, Carol. We're using design and streetscape and landscaping techniques to encourage community engagement and innovation. You know, we ran the existing streets on the uh, neighboring Pittsburgh neighborhood right into um, our site. There's no gates, there's no fencing. So everyone can feel welcome coming, coming onto the campus. We've incorporated sustainable design principles and best practices. 
And most importantly, cultivating what's already here, our local benefits, such as access to the Atlanta Beltline. For those that may not be familiar with the Atlanta Beltline, you know, it's a 22 mile loop going around the city along the old railroad corridor, you know, engaging parks and trails, hopefully one day transit, which we know transportation is a big issue in our city. Um, healthy foods was really important coming into this community, green space and community gathering space, and most importantly, preservation of culture through art. We are in phase one of our development, or I should say we just wrapped that. It's a 31-acre site in which we've developed 15 of those acres. And at the heart of Pittsburgh Yards is the NIA building, which is a 60,000 square foot anchor of Pittsburgh Yards. And it's named for the Swahili word NIA, which means purpose. And it houses 100 affordable workspaces for lease, ranging in size from 100 to 400 square feet. And the building is strategically designed by wings to accommodate ideal spaces for makers or fabricators of metalwork and woodwork. We know there's a return back to the trades um, as a profession, creatives in mixed media or fashion design, as well as businesses offering professional services such as accounting and architecture. That, so that's who's showing up at Pittsburgh Yards to grow their businesses. And there's a good amount of shared space for co-working members who may not be ready to lease space, but can still come into you know, a place to grow their business and share in the amenities such as meeting room and an amphitheater to host events. Oh, it's so much. We also have space to build a shared use commercial kitchen. Uh, as well as a market cafe. Both of these will be managed by an operator leasing these spaces. And I'm particularly excited about the possibility of the shared kitchen space due to this lack of this type of space on Atlanta's South Side. We, and we're not done yet. Um, we've also- say, it's, it's a lot. You know, you answered yeah. my question before I even got to it. Because <laughs> I was like, now tell me what's there in phase one. So, yeah. so yeah. And I'll, I'll let you go on and talk about what no. else, but, you know, how much of it's leased already and how vibrant is it already? Talk a little bit about that before you go on and talk about what else. Sure. We are right about 70% leased in terms of the units, and we're seeing about 70 co-working members. So at any point in time, we have, you know, more than 100 businesses operating inside of the NIA building. It's a 24-7 building, so we're amenable to how entrepreneurs work or they're working at 2 in the afternoon or 2 in the morning. And, yeah, and we're, we're still looking for folks to fill the building. So plug, plug. Yeah, um, absolutely. Come on. That's fantastic. Well, you know, and I love the, the name NIA. And the fact that it means purpose, that's that's awesome. Very aptly named. So I guess you know, continue. Tell us what else. So what else yeah, is there? Yeah, so we have um, more space to build. So we're looking for mission aligned development partners who want to build their own buildings, whether they're the user mm -hmm. or, you know, building for other tenants to lease. Um, we have five pad sites that are currently being marketing for that purpose. And also a container courtyard, mm. um, really innovative project in which businesses will have the opportunity to ground lease spaces and acquire and fabricate their own container spaces to have permanent locations along the Beltline. Ooh. Just doesn't get any better than that. 
and I tell you what, the Beltline is just, the Beltline's fantastic for what it's done for Atlanta and connecting neighborhoods and, you know, giving entrepreneurs opportunities because, because really the Beltline has afforded a lot of really neat, cool opportunities. Oh, so, so I love seeing that. Um, golly, you've touched on so many things. We could dive into almost any one of those topics and talk for another hour, but, but let's talk a little bit about how Pittsburgh Yards is helping to boost the local economy. Yeah, you know, Carol, again, just beyond just a physical redevelopment project, you know, we aim to be economic catalyst here at Pittsburgh Yards. And success for this project means creating a wide range of employment and entrepreneurship opportunities for Black residents on Atlanta's South Side, and ultimately creating a more equitable distribution of income and wealth. You know, upon opening the NIA building at the end of 2020, during a global pandemic, mind you, um, office space rental in the NIA building started at just $350, ranging to the 1400s. There are not any comparable properties along the Beltline. And, you know, Pittsburgh Yards, I'm really proud to say, you know, fills the gap in affordable office space for small businesses. We talk a lot about the affordable housing need, but the office um, space with the commercial need is there as well. And I, you know, I really am proud that also we have over 50% of tenants who are residents right here in South Atlanta. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. very impressive. So you really are meeting your, your, your vision and meeting your mission of, you know, getting local residents, um, giving them that opportunity to live, work, and play in the same neighborhood. And, you know, some of them even, you know, start up their own new company. Maybe they didn't have it before. It'd be interesting to hear some of those statistics too on how many are startups versus existing, you know, companies that just wanted bigger, better, you know, office space. Talk a little bit about why it's important to have this space for Black entrepreneurs. Sure. You know, I'd like to speak to the, the community visioning that took place in the early stages of pre-development for Pittsburgh Yards. You know, community members were primarily concerned about ensuring there were affordable opportunities Mm -hmm. for resident-led businesses and existing community businesses to benefit from Pittsburgh Yards, either as vendors, tenants, or subcontractors. And when you're thinking about it on a macro level, you know, I I just read an article from the Brookings Institution that, that stated to expand the economy, invest in Black businesses. An article goes on to give data on the economic impact of the percentage of Black businesses aligning with the percentage of the Black population in metro areas and what that impact would be to the growth in jobs and wages. You know, and we all know we've been talking about it, lack of investment in Black businesses was already a problem pre-pandemic. And the pandemic just exacerbated the struggles of Black businesses. So that is really what makes the opening of Pittsburgh Yards that much more important. And just going back to the conditions in Atlanta, you know, African-American communities along and below Interstate 20, including those around Pittsburgh Yards, face some of the most persistent poverty rates in the country. The unemployment rate for Black Atlantans is nearly five times higher than white residents and their incomes are one third of what their white counterparts make. So again, supporting black entrepreneurship is a way to close that racial wealth gap. Absolutely. And Pittsburgh Yards is a way to close that gap too. Cause if you're 
supporting those black enterprises and those, you know, startup companies. And as they start to become more and more successful and employ more people, then we're just going to get more and more of that gap closed. Absolutely. So. I'd love to add to, you know, the tagline for Pittsburgh Yards is connecting people, creating opportunity. And so Pittsburgh Yards is that physical space providing connection. Mm -hmm. And we partner with organizations such as Village Market, ATL and Village Microfund, who are in this space helping Black entrepreneurs access resources such as capital and business planning. Mm to scale their businesses, you know? So, and additionally, businesses are just able to connect to each other as they move through their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Now, is there a like clear directive that, you know, to have office space at Pittsburgh Yards, you must be a minority or what, what does that look like if somebody wanted to move their startup into it and, and, you know, say they're, they're not black or not female or, you know, not Hispanic. What, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, in the context of inclusiveness, you know, we, all are welcome. But um, I really want to emphasize where we're building and who makes up this community. So it is a heavily Black community, and we are a hyper-local focused project. So when we were doing the engagement, which we're still, you know, engaging with the community, to you know, let them know what's happening at Pittsburgh Yards. That's who we're talking to. Mm. So that's who's invited into this space. That's who the marketing went to first as folks found out about the project, came to meetings, got signed up on our distribution list and, and the marketing just naturally um, went out and who showed up. You know, I almost think of it as a naturally occurring um, it, makes it absolutely you know? makes sense. I mean, you're you're a reflection of your greater neighborhood and your greater community at Pittsburgh Yard. And, you know, it's a it's a historically black neighborhood and community. And and that's really your purpose is to help, you know, raise that community up. And um, it's nice that Pittsburgh Yard is meeting that mission, absolutely. meeting it so effectively. Fast credit approvals, accelerated loan processing, expedited underwriting. Call your new American Funding Loan Officer today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call New American Funding at 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Well, you know, DEI is obviously a hot topic and one that's important to all of us. Talk about what it means to you and how you embrace it. Yeah, um, you know, again, to your point, we're hearing more and more about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really as it relates to hiring practices. I mean, even the commercial real estate in industry is paying attention more to this, but I think diversity goes beyond seeing you know, more black and brown faces and women in top positions at great companies. I mean, and not knocking it, 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 that's great. And I went to a college that prepared me to compete in these spaces, but it also means diversity in other leadership roles, such as board positions within an organization. Mm, absolutely. You know, and it's not just about making space at your company, but speaking as a black woman, me having the space and access to start my own company 
And I started this interview just referencing my work in inclusive economic development. And with Pittsburgh Yards, for example, inclusive most certainly references who the space is accessible to, but it also references who was involved in the project from start to finish, from the residents guiding the visioning to the Black-led and women-led firms who contributed to the actual building of the site. Mm -hmm. And so when you're coming into communities to build, diversity, equity, and inclusion is about transparency of processes and continuous engagement. That's a great answer. Well, you know, as a woman and a minority, you know, what advice do you have for other women or other minorities looking to get into the real estate space? Yeah, you know, again, you mentioned I was, I went to an HBCU and I'm really happy to see that HBCUs are being connected to platforms for students who have interest in pursuing commercial real estate as a profession. You know, I can imagine if I had that exposure early on, I won't tell when I graduated, but I may have chartered my path a bit differently, you know, connecting to certain opportunities a lot sooner. And I've really got to give a plug for Project REAP, which is a real estate associate program, great program that opens access for Black and brown faces in commercial real estate. And I'm a 2012 graduate, and it was kind of my first dose in the CRE world. And I learned there that I didn't have to shift my career entirely. And there was a place for me to continue in economic development with a crossover into real estate which brought me to my, you know, my current role here. And I like to think of my role as this hybrid in a sense where I get to see the inner workings of building a physical place while helping to strengthen community. Yeah, I, it's a, it's really a kind of a nice blend what you're able to put together and, and bring to the forefront there with Pittsburgh Yards, because you're absolutely right. It's, it's not just the buildings. It's, mm-hmm. It's that living, breathing, you know, place. It's it's really place making. You know, you're making this place exactly. for people to th- to thrive and grow and live out their dreams and be successful and employ other people and uh, make their way in the world. Any tips for how businesses can build a more inclusive environment and help employees thrive? Yeah, you know, again, I just really want to reiterate thinking beyond just staff roles. And, you know, into other opportunities to connect with a company through boards and such, but also in the context of procurement opportunities, you know, Pittsburgh Yards has an approach to equitable development that um, really defined economic inclusion goals up front at the start of the project. So as it related to construction contracting, um, we met our goals in terms of engaging minority business enterprises and women business enterprises over well over 50% of our construction costs went to contracting with those types of firms as well as our soft costs. So, you know, those that are our development partner, you know, one part minority or I should say black led. Um, Also the jobs, you know, how you target those jobs. You know, we had a goal for committing to hiring a certain number of folk that live down the street. Um, Yeah. And then our future job goals. I mentioned those pad sites that, you know, we're leveraging for uh, additional mission aligned development where we really want to see that job creation. 
you know, we want to create over 200 jobs and have 50% of them dedicated for the folks that live in this neighborhood. And then it's just not about the actual work itself, but how you engage. You know, we had over 30 community engagement update meetings every month during the development process um, with an average of 50 or so attendees. Our, I think our largest meeting was over 100 people. We had Thursday educational tours to bring people on the site so they could see development in place, you know, and, and be walk along with us with each phase of the um, build out of the building as well as the, the overall campus. And then we had kind of these many groups that informed various uh, aspects of the project who met on a weekly basis as well. So, you know, it's, it's all kinds of things as you can do to be engaged. And if you ask the questions like, yeah. what do you want to see community? Um, and then post-opening, you know, again, I mentioned some partners that we're working with to not just say, hey, the office space is open, but how do we continue to help you to scale businesses? Um, so we have those technical supports here in-house on an ongoing basis, doing programming and connections and activations with the businesses as well. So a lot of it is, a lot of it's communication, you know, communication and education and, you know, letting people know what's coming and that transparency and authenticity. And, uh, you know, again, these are all the buzzwords that we hear all the time, but, but they're meaningful and it's, it's what society wants today. You know, nobody wants to be, you know, you know, just fed a line. They want to know what's really going on. You know, what's, what's the transparency, who's behind it and keeping people involved every step of the way, like you've done. It's a lot of work. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of work to do that much communication, but your success proves that it works. Absolutely. So so kudos to you for that. Well, I have to ask, I guess, just because I'm curious, but you know, Pittsburgh Yards. So you're, you're an advisor for Pittsburgh Yards. You know, how long will will that part of the you know program last? How long will you be in place in you know your official advisor capacity? And are you all already looking at or working on other similar projects? Yeah, we we we're not done. We got a lot more to do, Carol. Like I mentioned, um, we have a thirty acre site. I think we have the largest site along the Beltline, and we've wow. only developed half of half that. of it. Right. So there's still planning in the works for the next half of the site. Again, with the intent of um, maintaining and creating jobs here. So that'll be kind of at the at the heart of that planning, and then you know continuing to advise those that do come on our site to develop and helping them with their planning and how they engage and how they connect. And, you know, for the, for the, not even for the foreseeable future, but for the future and beyond that, just uh, there's always a place to, to make sure our play space work has a role in development. Um, And we also go beyond just our site. You know, we have partners out there that are looking to, to have some of the same equitable development practices in their planning and in their, you know, physical development. So we we engage in that way too, because we want to be, um, I guess, influencers mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way uh, or thought, you know, thought leaders on yeah. how to approach development differently. So yeah, I'll be here for a while. I'm not going. Good. Anywhere. Excellent. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for all this information, you know, but before I let you go, I'd love for you to share how listeners can get more information on you, you know, and that includes the Annie E. Casey Foundation as well as Pittsburgh Yards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're still engaging. So we have a monthly update meeting every third Thursday. We're virtual right now. So you can go onto our website, pittsburghyards.com to our events calendar to have access to that to that Zoom link so you can jump on. Hopefully we'll be moving to um, in-person in the near future. Again, we're, we're marketing five pad sites for Mission Align Development. So we have brochures out there for you to connect with our brokerage team um, if you're interested in, in talking more about that. And uh, also we are a access point on the Southside Trail of the Beltline. So um, if you're looking to get out and walk or bike, um, you can definitely access the Beltline here at Pittsburgh Yards. And again, I mentioned our website. We're all over social. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you can find us Pittsburgh Yards. Excellent. Thank you for that. Golly, and what a nice, you know, kind of home base for the Beltline, you know, start at Pittsburgh Yard and go explore the Belt Run and come back to Pittsburgh Yard and see what it's all about. So absolutely, you know, find, absolutely. Out, oh. find out first time. Yes. I also want to plug um, there's a resident led, community led market makers Ooh. and farmers market that they're getting ready to um, start back as it's getting warmer in March. So they will be out there every Saturday, every so, Saturday. So is that like yeah. eight to noon or 10 to two, 10 to two on Saturday, mm-hmm. starting in March. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's great. So I, I love farmers markets and all the, you know, the local oh, cl- yeah. crafts and yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, that wraps this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'd like to thank Chantel Glenn, um, Program Associate for the Annie E. Casey Foundation, for joining me in studio today. And on behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow Atlanta Real Estate Forum on Facebook. Uh, If you would like to continue the conversation, you can download for free our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. And many of our episodes are also on YouTube. So you can click that little bell at the top of YouTube so that you subscribe and never miss an episode. If you're interested in information on being on the show, you can reach out to me, uh, Carol Morgan at carol at denimmarketing.com. And thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you again right here for our next episode. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening. 
and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.